In this episode of the Unfolded Soul Blesses Heart Leadership Podcast, oh boy, this is one of those episodes I actually thought about skipping over. Awkward, baby. Awkward. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, bless his heart. The name, Ken Williams. Well, the last couple of days have been absolutely nuts. The wide spectrum of emotions that you have to be ready for is just amazing. It obviously has been a couple of days, so I'll try to encapsulate the major highlights. It probably all started on Wednesday when I had every intention of leaving school early to prepare for a fraternity meeting that night. And with one foot out the door, one of my teachers stopped me and asked if I could stay for a parent meeting. She said a grandma called to inform her that she scratched her grandson on the arm. The teacher immediately denied it, and I dismissed it as one of those meetings where the student's just looking to get the teacher in trouble. Well, I was mistaken. Though my teacher vehemently denied the possibility of being responsible for the scratch, it did not look good at all. The family showed up to the school seven deep. Grandma, grandpa, mom, a boy, some man, and an infant ready to confront the issue. When the child pulled his sleeve back, the scratches created a really long and awkward silence in the room. I had a feeling at that moment that this incident actually could have happened. I also knew that if it was ever going to go away, my teacher would need to come clean and come correct. Luckily, the family had some obligations on that day and could not meet again until Friday. That brought me a little time to sort things out. When I finally completed my investigation, I sat down with my teacher and was prepared to tell her that if she thought there was the slightest chance that this may have actually happened, that she's got to let me know right now. Because truthfully, it just, just didn't look good. Thankfully, she began talking, reflecting, and expressing those very thoughts. In my gut, and I know this to this day, that's a parenthetical comment, by the way, I don't believe for a second that she would try and hurt one of her students, not for one second, nor do I think she's mean, she's not burned out. I believe she got really frustrated with the behavior and grabbed a student at a bad angle, not justifying grabbing in any way, but grabbed a student at a bad angle and her fingernails caught his arm. This is my honest assessment. And when I met with the family on Friday, I prayed that they would not want to take the case any further, even though they had every right to. They agreed with all of my consequences, asked for a copy of the picture I took, asked for a class change, and a letter of apology for the teacher. Whew. In the end, I think all of this was reasonable. And if that's as bad as it gets, I will take it and run with it. right baby let's unpack this if you've been listening to my podcast for a while you notice that every 
every now and again, I'll come across an entry that just seems to take me back to that moment viscerally. And this is definitely one of them. I mean, again, I debated even sharing this incident. And, you know, the, the initial read, which I do silently to myself to kind of gather my thoughts and the lessons I want to share, I could just feel a little bit of nervousness in my stomach. I mean, it took me back to that day when them folks rolled up there, man. You just thought it was an episode of Gunsmoke, baby. I just dated myself. I'm just telling you, they rolled up there seven deep, and I literally had one foot out the door, and, you know, I just thought this was going to be one of those blow-off things. I was more annoyed than anything else until I saw it. And so, this is not the first episode where I've admitted to almost assuming wrong. But part of my assumption was honestly less about the student and more about the teacher. I know the teacher. I hired the teacher. And no part of me would ever think that, you know, she would deliberately, you know, handle a child in a way that left a, a mark. So I, I really thought it was a kid trying to just get her in trouble. Now, looking back, I'm really glad she asked me to stay. I'm really glad she asked me to stay because I could help kind of mitigate it and also facilitate a constructive conversation. You know, I think about, I love sports and every once in a while I, I, I hear about coach hirings and firings and how a coach is thought of and characterized. And often it's, it's, it's talked about in a dichotomy. You're either a player's coach or not a player's coach, right? And so principals are thought of in the same way. Are you a principal that, you know, a principal is about defending teachers or about defending students? And I'm I feel pretty proud in saying I was neither. I just wanted I just wanted to do what was right. And ultimately it's about student learning, but I learned the hard way that you gotta execute due process with diligence and however it shakes out right, wrong, or indifferent it's got to be addressed so I knew in my gut that covering a staff member's mistakes in this context that wasn't going to fly it wasn't appropriate and no part of me thought of doing it I was just uh, in relative shock when he pulled back his sleeve and I saw the scratch and it didn't break the skin. Uh, it was a black child, he was lighter skinned. So you see kind of a red streak, not, not, not like a, a complete welt, but it was obvious. It was obvious. It may have been less obvious on a darker skinned child, but on this child, it was, it was pretty obvious. <laughs> I know you're listening to this podcast thinking, Ooh, I want to start a podcast on my own. Ken, how do I do it? Well, here's the information, baby. Stay tuned. Ooh, man. I was also grateful that the family did not have time to stay long enough to process the entire incident. They couldn't come back until Friday, which gave me a day to process the information and investigate. And man, I am, I'm, I'm, See, I, I got nervous stomach right now. It's 15 years later. I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful that I got a little more time to, to process because that, that gave me a day to sit down 
with the teacher and we really walked through this thing. You know, it's it's one thing when your gut tells you someone's lying and you you're trying to help them see that this is a safe space, that things are going to be better if you tell the truth. I wasn't sure. And if I was leaning anywhere, I was leaning toward, you know, there's no way it happened. But, you know, again, once I saw it, I was just like, okay, we're going to we're going to walk through this thing surgically. So I, we walked through it surgically with support and a lot of empathy. And I'm also grateful that I built up enough relational currency for her to feel comfortable enough to consider the possibility. Right? I'm not saying comfortable enough to tell the truth because I I don't she didn't think it happened. And I, I to this day I believe that. But she knew it didn't look good. I knew it didn't look good. It just didn't like something that happened on the school bus. And I believe I had enough relational currency that she was reflective enough. We, we, we tried to recall every moment of the day. And there was a point where she got frustrated with his behavior and, you know, kind of snatched him up and didn't realize that, you know, her fingernail dragged across his bare arm. So I am super grateful that she was able to, you know, be open enough to consider that as a possibility as opposed to you know letting complete fear take over and not acknowledge the possibility at all so I'm really grateful for that and in the end in the end and this is the first of several experiences of many experiences during my time there that due process is is really important and I don't care which community is, you know, what their reputation is. And my community didn't have a great reputation. Um, it was hood. And, you know, there were a lot of negative perceptions. And we had some trifling folk. We had some trifling parents. There's, I'm not going to, I mean, we did. We had some trifling parents that, you know, could sometimes make it hard for other parents to be heard. But I look back now and... I didn't live by this maxim. I acted by it, but I didn't I didn't think of it consciously. But knowing what I know now, it's assume nothing. You just have to assume nothing and check it out. Assume nothing and check things out. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad she called me. I hope there's a lesson you take out of this thing. And uh, we're going to see you next week, baby. Share the pod with someone, baby. Share the pod. Almost 7,000 plays so far I don't know what that number means in the greater scheme of things but for me never thought I'd ever have a podcast platform I'm grateful that someone's that seven there's people have clicked 7,000 times you know over these now 32 episodes On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, I go over a day and evening of both amazing highs accompanied by just a little bit of heartbreak. As always, thank you for tuning in to this episode.
Be sure to tune in for the next episode. Please share with a neighbor, friend, or colleague so they too can get a dose of this buttery baritone as I go through my leadership journey explaining how I screwed things up and sometimes got a thing or two right. But in the end, here's the message I want to leave you with. No matter what's going on in your personal life or professional life, when you wake up on the right side of dirt, you playing with house money, baby. You playing with house money. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.